We did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be the next president of the United States. Yo, that's what it sounded like. She said that to her. We're gonna be, not you're gonna be. We're gonna right. No, I mean, she knew what she was saying. Right. right. We, <laughs> we, we do. do. I love. I love. I love. I love. I love you like la 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 la. la. What's goody two hoodie? It's your boy Diero, and this is the Big Dope Energy Podcast. Now, this is the Big Dope Energy Podcast, and baby, if you're listening to this, that means you made it. We're here at the final episode of 2020, the final week of 2020, and hopefully soon to be the very end of the curse of 2020. <laughs> it's been a long one, man, from the passing of Kobe and Gigi to the Niners fumbling the Super Bowl bag to the global pandemic. Baby, I just, I can't. But, I mean, we also got some fire music from artists like Dua Lipa and Meg The Stallion. Virtual performances were a thing that I wasn't mad at. And we even found out what a money was at. <laughs> all in all, if you're listening to this, I think you can pat yourself on the back because we did it, Joe. And in this episode, we're going to go over all that stuff. We're going to look back at the things that we loved, the lessons that we learned, and everything we don't want to see in 2021. But before we dive into that, baby, we need to get into this Iggy Azalea tea because, whew, it's a little hot. So without further ado, let's make it do what it do right motherfucking now. So we're here with Leah Lou and the stew. And of hey. course, we got your boy Mac motherfucking Trey. That's good. Hey, what's up, you guys? Yo, 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 we back, we black. Oh, we back, we black. <laughs> yes, yo, so fresh off of Christmas, baby. How's everybody feeling? I feel great. <laughs> How are y'all? No, I, I love Christmas. I love Christmas. It was a, another one for the books. What does that mean? Really? I mean, this it one had, this had it, to be a different book. This is definitely a different chapter. It just means I, I ate everything. I saw my pop. You know, I got the gifts that I really wanted. You know what I mean? I gave the gifts that I really wanted to my, my two nephews. And it was just an amazing Christmas. Wait, so what was that gift, like that number one gift you got where you was like, yes. For most niggas, it was like a PS5. Was that one of yours? No, it was a Amazon gift card. Come through. We love it, Amazon <laughs> gift card. You know what I mean? Got to do the Amazon. And I gave two um, basketball hoops to my to my little, to my nephews, Atreus and my other nephew, Carson. So that was big, too. Oh, come on. Shout out Atreus and Carson. I think I messed up the first name, but y'all, y'all get it. <laughs> That's what's up, Leah. Did you get your, uh, did you get everything you hoped for this Christmas? Um, sure. I, I don't ask for stuff. I'm not big on receiving gifts. Um, my son said he had the best Christmas ever. So that was good for me. That's what's up. You know, my biggest thing about Christmas as an adult is I don't ask for shit either, especially this year. I'm like, yo, don't give me anything. Cause I'm not getting you anything right. <laughs> straight up. Everything's unpredictable this year. I don't know what's going on. What's going to happen. I really don't got the time. I'm just saying I can't go all out this year because I don't know what's going to happen in the future. So let's just all be cool. Everybody be economical. I'm not going to tell you how to spend your coins, but I'm just saying on December 26th, my coins is still looking cute. Okay. Okay. I, I think it's just, I think we're kind of like at an age where Christmas is really for kids now. For sure. For sure. And it's like, I just, I love like the season and like the, I like the holiday in general, but like, I'm not expecting big gifts and things like that. Like I want it to be great for my son or for my brothers or my cousins. Like it's not, I I don't expect anything. You're a really good person. (laughs) For sure. And I think for me, I'm super duper big on family. So just being around my family makes the holidays for me. If like I can be with my people who I really love, that's what's most important for sure. I know that's corny, but it's real. Oh, that was cute. For me, it was just like, all right, well, I don't have to do anything. Are you sure? Are you sure I don't have to do anything? <laughs> Great. Cause I'm looking forward to, and have been enjoying not doing anything. <laughs> Told y'all about that social energy child. But, uh, speaking of Christmas and doing things, uh, Iggy Azalea did something this Christmas. Did you guys see that? <laughs> I did see it. Yeah, Mama went on IG Live, and she was not playing. So, she went on IG, IG Live Christmas morning to spill the tea on her baby daddy, Playboy Cardi, in a rant that started off on Christmas Eve on Twitter. After she found out that this nigga was skipping on on Christmas to be with his side chick. So, her tweet went like this. 
Imagine not flying out your family on Christmas, but you have the girl you cheated on me my entire pregnancy at your album release party, and magically me and my son can't come for Christmas anymore. Trash. First of all, yeah. pause. Do you guys listen to Playboy Cardi? <laughs> I, I listen to Playboy Cardi. I didn't know. I listened to about four songs. <laughs> you know, you guys are better than me because I'm like, Playboy Cardi and Iggy, who's the more famous one in this relationship? Are they about the well, same? Is that equally look, yoked? No, well, look at the Instagram. 14.2 million for Iggy. And I think it's 2.1 or 1.8 for for um Playboy Cardi, I think. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently while she was pregnant, uh, Playboy rented an Airbnb to record his album. And when Iggy sent her housekeeper in to go clean it, I guess the side girl, her name is Brandy, was caught literally hiding in the closet. Yikes. Then she said that she stayed in the relationship because, of course, she wanted to do what was right for her family, but now has regrets because she had to make her whole pregnancy, I guess, private because Playboy Cardi didn't want it to overshadow his album release. Hmm. that's trash does that make sense i could see somebody in his position having a request like that but i'm not into blaming him for not sharing you know what i mean like if you wanted to share your pregnancy you should have done it and if it was out of respect i mean great but you you can't you made a choice not to do it so that's on you yeah, honestly, Not it sounds a lot more like he just really wanted to continue on with the fuck shit and less about, like, his whole album. Because in my mind, it just, that that part doesn't make any sense. Well, the album was trash regardless. So, I mean, the son is not going <laughs> to... You should have celebrated your son, bruh. That might have... A whole lot of red. Sales. whole lot of red was a whole lot of ass. Oh, okay. So... Then apparently she recently found the girl's suitcase in their closet with some, in Iggy's words... Raggedy drawls. I can't even say it in the <laughs> accent that she used, but that shit was hilarious. Which she was disgusted by so much so that she suggested that the girl head on over to Victoria's Secret for that five for fifty sale. I'm dead because that was and that she would pay for it, and that she would pay for it. That was she some said, crazy I gave shit. You $50. Is, is that a real sale that happens all the time? I don't know. <laughs> Leah. <laughs> Leah's like my drawers aren't raggedy I don't really need, need to swap them out like that so I don't uh, even know or I don't wear them so oh, I don't know well no. there we go okay great happy new year no I mean no uh, Victoria's Secret does have good sales I'll, I'll give them that but I mean why go to Victoria's Secret when we have Rihanna that's well here goes the classic singer so I guess 48 hours prior to this whole like twitter rant and ig rant starting playboy was just telling her that brandy the side chick wasn't shit and he wasn't talking to her anymore and that he wanted to move the whole family out to atlanta to be a happy family and da 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 and this and that right sounds like mm-hmm. some classic fuckboy shit well mm-hmm. <laughs> this girl i apparently even had iggy's number like they talked about it because iggy was saying in the rant that you know I talked to the girl. I told her, why are you messing with my man? Da, 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 da. And I guess the girl goes, you know, I'm not messing with your man. You know, my character. Have you guys ever encountered a side chick where they just come back with, you know, my character. Are we that cool? How does that even happen? I was confused by that, but I've encountered many side chicks, <laughs> but have you encountered any who were like, girl, you know me. Um, in, in particular, when I was pregnant, there was one who, um, it wasn't like, you know, you know who I am, but we did kind of build a, not a relationship, but like a rapport. <laughs> and um, we there did end up being a conversation like, oh, but I, you know, this wasn't what I intended or whatever. And I was just like, you're trifling, y'all all, you're just, this whole situation is <laughs> trifling. Um, but I also recognized that she was not the problem. The man was the problem. True. True, true, And true. I didn't spend... Too much time know. or energy on that. It, exactly. I didn't spend too much time on her. It just... Because she wasn't the issue. My you, relationship was not with her. My relationship was, you know, with the person I was with at the time. Do Do y'all feel like there was too much emphasis on Brandy? Or was it 50-50 uh, Brandy and Playboy? No, it was 50-50 because it seemed like Iggy okay. was very level-headed when she let this shit out. Yeah. So that brings me back to how she even found out about this shit, which is hilarious because I don't think it's 
how she found out, I think it's the fact that ever other people found out. So apparently on Christmas Eve, before this rant started on TikTok, fans were giving her a heads up that, you know, this motherfucker was still with Brandy in Atlanta. And that was the same place that Iggy and her baby were supposed to fly down to, I guess, that week. So now that all the TikTok fans were like cluing Iggy on it, which means that the public knows, I guess that was the straw that broke the camel's back. And now she's on this rage. I actually think that there was too much emphasis on whoever this other chick is um i i kind of had the impression and i think from earlier tweets or whatever when the baby was first born that she was single and that they were no longer together and being you know a single mom i get it when you have a baby and you're trying to figure things out and work it out with your baby daddy um but i just was under the assumption that she was single and so to kind of see these tweets and whatever come out in her live and that she's all upset over him seeing someone else. That to me was kind of striking. Cause I'm, that didn't make sense to me. I'm like, I thought you were single, he's single, whatever. Um, but also again, if a man is doing all this stuff, why do you embarrass yourself on, on the internet? Why do you make it a big deal for everybody else? And just, she didn't have to say anything. She didn't have to address it publicly. She could have hit him with some child support and moved on with her life. Yeah, to me, I think it part of the um, part of the hurt came from the fact that this was her first child and that she is a celebrity uh, to a certain degree. And her star is fading. So this would have been the, the pregnancy that would have gotten maybe like the most shine. And it's not about like the, oh, hey, I'm pregnant. Like, say something to me about it. It's more of a, hey, I worked this hard in my life and now I'm giving life. And now I just I want this baby to feel how great of a of a person that I, I am. Like, this is your mom. Like, this is the pregnancy. This is the experience. This is like everything I want to do. And that's all that. But she has the power to give that to the baby. This <laughs> guy has no you know it sounds like she fell under the power of the dick where he shut her up he shut that up i can't imagine it's that good but whatever (laughs) it just i can't i don't know man local rapper i mean he's not a local rapper but it's, it's, it's giving me very local rapper vibes like this whole thing I, I was really disappointed to be honest to see her do all that i i know people don't like mess with Iggy Azalea but I like her <laughs> and I, I actually hold her you know in in a decent regard and I just feel like in general I don't like to see women act like this on the internet why are you you know it's one thing to be emotional fine but be emotional at home the entire world doesn't need to know all of your business doesn't need to see all of this I don't like to see women fighting other women on the internet um or in general I just, I think it was weak. Like, she didn't have to say anything. Not publicly. So or, no. I mean, she could have just left it as, this nigga Playboy is trifling. She can't call him a nigga, but I'm saying, you know, she <laughs> should have just been like, he's trifling, and that's what it is. And and just moved on from it. I think in her defense, though, like, that level of hurt, like, she probably had all her bags packed, you know what I'm saying, and ready to go to Atlanta at 7 or 8 in the morning. And to realize that, oh, yo, like, I'm not spending my son's first Christmas with his daddy. I'm not, we not doing this family thing. I think that probably, like, kind of almost made her not even really know what she was doing. You know what I mean? So just that, that's in her I defense. I think she but, was fully but, aware of what she was doing. And I understand being hurt. Like, I've been there. I personally have been there. But um, I, I just don't think that it's necessary to make it public. Not, everybody doesn't need to know everything. True. And that's it, not to save face for him. I think it's more so your own dignity and your own pride as a woman. I'm not about to let this fool make me look, you know, just stupid on the internet. I don't, I don't care. I, I have a child to take care of. I have a child who I expect to look up to me a certain way and a, a life that I'm trying to give them. And they're not about to, whatever you put on the internet is there forever. Pretty much. It's there forever. This child can grow up and in 10 or 12, 15 or whatever, however many years from now, his friends could be like, oh, remember when your mom did this? No, we don't remember because we were babies. But, you know, your mom did this 20 years ago. And now he has that. 
now he sees that his mom was bashing his dad or that his dad was cheating on his mom. And those are things that your kids just don't need to know. Side note. They don't need, need to see. They don't need to have. We need a hip hop history book. Mm-hmm. Do we not have, does that not already exist somewhere? I mean, I know there's the internet. What but do I you feel, mean? Like some, like somewhere, like some book that we can get, like an encyclopedia, like a history book, whatever, just specifically for hip hop to like go over like these main events. I mean, this isn't like a main event, but to really like chronologically lay out. There's like, a comic book series. Wait, what? There's a comic book series um, that like goes over like the beginnings of hip hop and like how things got started, particularly in New York. I bought it for my son and now I, I think it's called Hip Hop Chronicles. I can't remember. Um, but it's like it's in the form of a comic book. That's um, dope. And it's dope. Yeah. Yeah. We... I mean, does it like it's it it chronicles like the very beginnings. No, nah, so... I need some like updated shit because like all the shit that's happening. <laughs> you need an now, encyclopedia. <laughs> I need an encyclopedia. Please. So there's you. a there's something called the history of hip hop and there's like different volumes of it. You can get it on Amazon. Is that like an actual like encyclopedia, like a book that we're yeah, talking and about? It's actually it's an actual book. Dope. I'm oh, gonna check it out. So the book I'm referring to is called Hip Hop Family Tree. And it's like a series of it's it's in the style of comic books. It's it's dope. I actually really like it. That's what's up. Well, to wrap the this thing up with uh with our good sis Iggy, because I feel like this is definitely not the end of it. Um, at least that we're gonna hear about it. Uh I think in my opinion, and Leah, I think we talked about this off air, but I think this is just part of that experience that she kind of signed up for with that whole dating a rapper life. And I think she's <laughs> sure. really, even with this rant and all this stuff, she's still just kind of playing her part as the baby mama. Because when she said the words, my baby daddy, I was like, oh, yeah, you're in it. <laughs> like, this is it for you. So I don't think it's it's something that you should really feel bad for her about. Just really hope that she I don't she feel bad gets... for rich people. You know what? There you go. Period. <laughs> period so i hate to see people say things like that because money is i mean rich or not problems are relative you know what i mean like mm. she they're rich but she's still having baby daddy issues just like I, your homegirl down the street i agree with that leah but it's on a different scale and i would also say this like both of you guys said she kind of signed up for this I disagree. My, my, it's not. It's it's not a different skill. Just because they have money, the the herd is still there. The herd is still there, the, but the resources the are still also there. still there. Where like, if you get hurt in G Parkway or like <laughs> wherever, like in like East Oakland, like you're hurt and you're sitting there, maybe in the same house as this nigga stuck because you don't have the resources to go anywhere. When you're rich, it's like okay, well, this is a, a, this is an emotional trauma in my life, but I can easily just up and go back to the other coast, or up and go back and, to and Australia. You could, I mean, and, she could have gone Leah, back to Australia, but that doesn't mean she's still not no, hurt. I, I agree with you, Leah, but also this too. She has fans, and I'm sure people are giving her tons and tons of support. But I Your still stand fans, by what I, I feel say. like are ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel no, like no. even no. people <laughs> I, on I the internet like... probably make it worse. I think almost that's worse because like your homegirl down the street who's going through shit with her baby daddy can do it in private and with her family and with her homegirls and handle it. Whereas now it's however you said she has like 14 million followers or whatever. Now you got how many millions of people all up in your business having an opinion and having but... a comment where people on BDE talking about your shit. But, but, hey. <laughs> but, but hold, on, hold on, but Leah, you also have to realize you're the one that said she didn't have to do it this way. She could have not she said nothing. She didn't, and she shouldn't so have. That's she should have so, handled it so, at hold home. On, hold on. So hold on real quick. So she brought us into that. So this is what she signed up for. I, I don't... I agree that when you put things on the internet, you sign up for people's opinions. But when you say that you don't feel bad for rich people because that, you know, essentially saying that money makes the problems go away, that's not, I don't agree with that. I, she, I don't agree with that either, but I still don't feel bad for her. I feel I bad for somebody. I feel, feel bad, I feel for, bad for I feel bad for somebody in G, you know, Shorty in G Parkway or Shorty down the street, but it's tough for me. You know, I, I think you're right, though. It is all relative. But at the end of the day, I think this is what you signed up for fandom. Yeah, but I think to Leah's point, hurt is hurt is hurt is hurt. Like, it still hurts the same uh, no matter what level of, like, the economy that you're at. 
Uh, and then I also still agree with Trey, where it's like, if you have the resources to get away, get away. Also, don't even run to the internet with it. I think she ran to the internet with it because she was just fucking... It's, you just get to that point where it's like, bitch, I'm airing all this shit out, <laughs> right? And then afterwards, you feel better about the release, but then it's like you got to deal with that aftermath. But it's, just, it's all part of the the whole love and hip-hop game, like not even trying to be funny about love and hip-hop, but this is literally love and hip-hop. I mean, I wonder if they'll try to recruit her on the show. I feel like she would go on that. I mean, I'm not saying that she would say yes, but I feel like <laughs> she would be a good fit for that show at this point. I think she, I, I, my hope is that she's above that. I just, <laughs> uh, I agree with Lee. I hope she's above that too, for sure. I mean, we'll see. But I mean, we talked enough about Leah or Leah. Who? My bad. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out. We talked enough about Iggy and her bad 2020. Let's talk about who had the best 2020. Because I mean, it was a trash year, but we did have some highlighted moments. Did you guys think about this when I asked you a couple days ago? I did, and I was having a hard time with it. Like I'm like, who, who had like a pop in 2020? It didn't and... even necessarily have to be popping like to 2020 standards. As long as you came out alive, like you're, yeah, the best 2020. Um, I don't know who had a good year. So for me. It was a toss-up between Meg The Stallion and Kamala Harris. Yeah, I agree with that. That's exactly who I thought they had. Right, because if you think about it, like, both had a quick rise to national fame, right? Sure. Both took L's and then bounced back way quicker than most people would. Sure. For example, Kamala dropped out of the presidential race at the end of, like, December 2019 and then got elected as the first woman vice president of the United States in 2020. On the other hand, Meg got shot in the foot during her rise to fame during like a pandemic and came back heel toeing with stage presence and a bomb new album in a year that should have been more difficult to achieve as like a substantial level of success. She used technology to her advantage and gave us great content and lyrics to keep us going through the quarantine. So both of them had really great years, but I think I'm going to have to give it to Kamala because her moment is going to go into the history books along with the shadow of, like, Ruby Bridges walking alongside her, which we've already seen in memes. Mm -hmm. And although Meg gave us an album called Good News, Kamala literally delivered the real good news when she ended Trump's presidency. I'm speaking. Period. <laughs> we did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. <laughs> We're going to be the next president of the United States. Yo, that's what it sounded like she said that to her. We're going to be, not you're going to be. We're gonna be. Right, no, I mean, she knew what she was saying, right? We, we, knew what, we, we knew do. what it was. We knew. We knew what she meant. We knew. We need to make, is that not a shirt? I need to go look for that shirt. We did it, Joe. <laughs> so, I feel like Mina needs to capitalize on that. She like, really, you know what? She makes great t-shirts, too. She should. She does. She needs to capitalize that on that. That might be the quote. We need, like, a phenomenal We Did It Joe t-shirt. I mean, Nina, I, make it happen. I feel like the quote of 2020 is going to be either we did it, Joe, or you're on mute. Like every fucking Zoom call, <laughs> there's always somebody. Hey, you're on mute. You're on mute. No, you're on. You're on mute. <laughs> but I'll give it to well, we did it, Joe. <laughs> Speaking of Christmas, my dad works for Zoom. And so for Christmas, we got a Zoom merchandise. <laughs> Your dad always has all the best jobs. Um, yeah, it's, I've had a good life. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the good life. Like I, live in, uh, uh, I think in general, it was hard for me to pick like one person. Cause I, I don't think that one person had like an outstanding year. Um, I do think as a collective black people, we had a good year. Um, and I say this you might because, have to on that because yeah, <laughs> I say this because I think that we, um, I think that black issues were taken seriously for the first time and not the first time ever, but like in a long time we saw, I mean, yes, like the protests stemming from like George Floyd's murder went um, international and people started paying attention and people started listening. And, um, you know, even in the presidential, you know, and debates, black issues were brought up that is true. and Biden, you know, since he's um, been elected, I mean, he's not in office yet, but in building his cabinet, he's making history with some of his selections with some of these black women, black um, LGBT 
LGBTQ yeah. women. Um, you know, there's just black people. I think maybe even black women have in general had a good year. Um, I think black businesses have gotten attention this year. Um, you know, so I, I want to say in general, I think black people have not, there's still so much more to do. Um, but I think the issues have been raised and voices have been heard. And I'm hopeful that the, the, our voices will continue to be heard. No, I agree with, I agree with both of you, I, but I, I picked Miss Harris. I think, um, Kamala just won the year. Um, I expect from this point, the democratic party will get younger, blacker, browner, and just will really see a, a shift and a change. So I picked. You want to know something else? I'm sorry. Thing with Obama, huh? <laughs> we, I, did it. I think it's I think it's a little bit different this time. I think we have that perfect storm of what you're talking about, Dean, what Lee is talking about, about black issues really being brought up and people really listening. So I'm really hoping for change, but I think um Kamala had won the year, hands Kamala. down. Kamala. Mm-hmm. What were you saying, Leah? I was gonna say also, um, I wanna say that Gen Z had a good year. Gen Z made shit pop, especially in this election. Come on, so TikTok. You, I know, I know, I know what you're talking about. I don't like Gen Z. What's the years? What would you say um, the years are? So Gen Z is. Let's look this up because I. It's the generation behind us. Okay. Um, and yeah, so they we ain't that are, old, motherfuckers. <laughs> Gen Z is currently between eight and twenty-three years old, roughly. Mm. Um. So. We are Gen Y millennials, and Gen Z is like my brothers and oh, who's Gen X? The Yara Shahidis of the world. Gen X is before us. Oh, okay, my bad. Gen X is the creators of all of this shit. I was gonna say Gen X had <laughs> social a media and Zoom and everything. Right. That dot com era. Um, so Gen Z is your Yara Shahidis and the Obama sisters and so on. Um, they had a I feel like they had a pop in year. Yeah, because if you look at uh, what is the Obama, uh, not Malia, Sasha, she Malia be going off. No, Sasha. Sasha be going off on TikTok. <laughs> I love her. Live your life, sis. Live your life. She do. All these little, she is. She's living little her life. TikTok dances and shit. Like the bitch, hey, Corvette, Corvette. Or, the, or, or y'all see the City Girls drawing she did? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Michelle's just like, girl, but you know, live your life. Michelle looked like the type of like, yo, like just let, let mean, her enjoy his time. You yeah, know? I mean, just, cause you, just because you're, just because you're, you know. They showed us their playlist, so they've been listening to lit shit. I remember the last inauguration <laughs> they were in. They were, they were listening to Upgrade You or something. I was like, oh, come through, come on, upgrade us. <laughs> that is funny. Okay, so we those are our best of 2020. Uh, Kamala Harris and black people. So come through, come through, everybody, celebrate. Um, but since I was talking about Meg earlier and I was talking about good news, um, wait, what? I'm sorry, I just want to rewind really fast. Sixty five percent of Gen Z voted this year, or voted for Biden rather. Um, eleven percent more than any other age group. That's crazy. Like they made sure that their voices were heard. Um, when Trump held that rally, they bought out all the tickets and nobody showed up. Yeah, like, that was lit. Gen Z got shit popping this year. And I think that their social awareness is greater than generations before them. And the level and I think of that they're, Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I think that they're going to continue to push the envelope to create the world that they really want to see. Um, I think they got tired of us <laughs> and they're tired of, <laughs> you know, the generations before them. And they're like, you know what? Y'all niggas can't get it right. We're about to make shit pop. Sorry, nobody ever really even talked about Gen Z. Everybody was so focused on millennials, 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 talking shit about millennials. And Gen Z was like, watch this. <laughs> about to rock Exactly. Shit. I'm saying Gen Z made some shit pop this year. And I, I'm, I'm like excited kind of to see, you know, how things move forward. Kellyanne Conway's daughter was going bad on her parents on TikTok. Yo, and it got people going. Go off. Like, there was kids on TikTok calling their moms Karens and shit and schooling their parents <laughs> on, you know, on their racism and Oof. on their, you know, intolerance. And on the you know, Gen Z is super aware. They're unafraid. They're unapologetic. I, I think they had a great year. Yeah, we need to set up some houses for and them. And they spoke up for child. everybody. 
Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. And, well, and to your point, I think millennials, like our generation, I guess Generation Y, I feel like we're so jaded from the Obama experience and shit really not changing. We really need Gen Z to step up and be like, yo. I would say that we're a little bit jaded. I don't necessarily I don't think, think it's, because, it's because of the Obama, yeah. um, you know, Well, I think well, I th- not because of the years, but going from Obama to Trump. Oh, okay. I think You're we're talking jaded about shit because reverting. we've been through a lot of shit. Yeah, we have. There, period. <laughs> period. No, I, no. Just we've like we've been the ex- through how many recessions? Yeah, oh and, yeah, my like god! Housing market crash. Two thousand nine yeah, like, was crazy. Yeah. I thought the world was going to end straight up, but no. I just think like going from Obama, like you think, wow, like we're here. So like, let's continue to elevate, and then we get Trump. You know what I mean? So I think that just jaded us a lot. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, it was nice to see, like you said, Gen Z, like, really stepped it up. Yeah. Well, speaking of Elevate, uh, so that ball is going to be elevating on December 31st, 2020, <laughs> to introduce January 1st, 2021. Now, when that ball drops, all right, I don't know if this is just me, but I always either, like, earlier in that week or earlier that night or maybe, like, a couple hours before, I'm always thinking, all right, what song am I going to play when this shit drops, what song am I going to lead 2021 into? <laughs> Ciao. I'll tell you what I chose, baby. Let me tell you. It was two. It was between two. It, it, it depends on what level of, like, drunkness I'm at. So, right. <laughs> and depends on what I'm drinking. So, uh, I can't remember what does what to me, but I know different drinks <laughs> do different things. <laughs> so, if I'm drinking, I believe white henny uh what is it a white henny peach something and i have too many of those that sounds very intense it's pretty (laughs) it's it's it sounds intense but it has like hints of honey so it tastes hella good Mm -hmm. but it's dangerous and if you have Mm -hmm. too many then you're gonna want to hear walk by santana oh let me see you wow 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 and that's <laughs> me i'll be walking right on into 2021 like striding down at whatever empty hallway is around because i'm not gonna try to be around people but uh if not if i'm just regular drunk and i want to hear some shit to just get me hyped up i'm probably gonna play the whole lot of choppers remix with Nicki minaj and just stop it after <laughs> Nicki's verse because that shit was hard it deserves more flowers than what i got i'm feeling very formation right now <laughs> just like let's get information let's get shit popping and let me tell you side note leah is the best concert partner to go with because <laughs> she don't get in your way when you're knocking out that choreo baby thank you <laughs> i was going off in those stands i'm i i mean first of all i love concerts like that to me has been probably one of the hardest parts about this is like this year and pandemic and everything is like i want to be at concerts so bad i love live music i love Mm. to see my favorite you and i have seen beyonce how many times (laughs) together (laughs) um and by far like the best shows and one you're really tall so you're not gonna hit me (laughs) <laughs> so I'm okay with that right. um, You can do all your choreo And you're not hitting me But I'm also like Especially when she and Jay are performing together mm. I get to perform and I get to rap And right. I'm just like yeah I get to live out all my dreams So right. I'm in my own zone And they're always and very like considerate like, <laughs> like they bring that front stage To the middle of the damn like floor And it's like thank you for coming over here We really appreciate it Yeah thank exactly you. <laughs> Love it love it for love sure. it Money well spent every single time all right, Trey, what song are you playing when that ball drops? When that ball drops, I'm going to drop Kendrick Lamar. We're going to be all right. That's really oh, how I felt. Be all right. Y'all, all right? That's how I felt throughout these four years, throughout the pandemic. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just, Damn, nigga, the pandemic right. was not four years. No, I'm talking about throughout these four years oh. and the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, throughout these four years with Trump <laughs> and the pandemic. Like, I just feel like anything that has posed a threat like we just really stepped up black people really stepped up and you know we gonna be all right i feel it i love that woke rap we need to bring it back <laughs> i feel like if there was a year for woke rap, side, side note what, what was we talking about off air we need to bring gangster rap back <laughs> who said that <laughs> trey and i were having a conversation about <laughs> this playboy cardi album and i was just saying i'm tired of like this punk goth rapper look 
I want the gangster rappers to come back. Mm. <laughs> like, like YG. I'm, I'm well, would you say YG? Sure. YG Give me is some YG, yes. Freddie Gibbs. Yeah. Um, I just want gangsters again. Money back, I'm, yeah, yo. <laughs> I don't listen to him, so no. But <laughs> Yo, I'm tired you. of like well, I don't, I'm you tired got... of the nail polish and like colored hair and like chokers and like yeah. we did that in like 2013 or something. I don't know. Like whatever. Let's move on. We're done. And, and like in this like depressed ass, and I'm tired of like this this like knock music. Like when I was growing up, rappers were the drug dealers. Now y'all are the knocks. I, I just can't. Ooh, it's not for me. Come on. I'm Knox. over it. <laughs> Side note, Lil Dirk dropped and it go crazy. If you like gangster rap. BD. Does that I sound like, like gangster rap? He doesn't Dirk? sound gangster at all to me. The he name sounds... just doesn't sound gangster to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, Where is he from? He's from Chicago. <gasps> From Obelot. Yo, speaking of gangster rap, and she's not a gangster rapper, but I was uh, on a YouTube binge with the boyfriend this weekend, and we went through Keisha Cole's old, uh, her old reality show, like when she first popped off. She is really from Oakland. (laughs) She is really from the hood. Really, really, really. Congrats to her. She's really, (laughs) really, like, she's really that girl. And I can't wait for that verse to come out. Really so. from Oakland, though. But I'm really, but I'm really from Oakland now. Hey, but I'm really from Oakland now. Anyways, we already did that episode. We know, guys. God, I knew that episode was going to be very regional. <laughs> Niggas is not fucking with that outside of California. I get it. I get it. It doesn't matter. That verses was uh It was everything. Let's talk about that episode. Two million now. something. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tweets. Like, it was, it was big. All right. Well, let's talk about the biggest lesson you learned in 2020. This is a year where you had time to really sit down and reflect oh, and really battle gosh. some shit. And mm-hmm. I'll go first on this one because <laughs> I, I learned a very, very important lesson, which I feel that everybody needs to know. I don't know if mm-hmm. this lesson gets out enough, but it's very important. So the lesson that I learned is that when you're choking during sex, you need to squeeze the sides of the neck and not try to crush the <laughs> not try to crush the windpipe. <laughs> it's very important. You don't want to get a jail. You don't want to get a jail. Okay. I have a personal story where I was like legit choked. <laughs> you don't want to go to jail. Now go ahead. You you was legit. No, 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 no. There's not anything to say more than that. It was it like I legitimately couldn't breathe, and I was like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, no. Tap out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I learned that. I literally like there was too much time on my hands during the pandemic. This is early on in the pandemic. I was like just buying some shit. Like, okay, we're gonna be on lockdown. We gotta make some shit crazy. I buy like some bondage shit. Some some crazy shit. I really yeah. That's when I really had to Google. Oh, you're not. Oh, got it. My bad. Hey, I'm sorry. Were you feeling a little? Okay, I'm sorry. I know better now. I know better now. And now you guys know better. So, Leah, Trey, what did you guys learn this year? Um, I learned this year that the internet's undefeated. I mean, I think from the start of the year with all the World War Three jokes to the pandemic jokes to coronavirus, it's getting shit getting real. Like the internet for real, and even shit like the whole. Real. The whole presidency type joint, like the internet really oh, is undefeated. <laughs> like really, like the internet is undefeated. They got memes and jokes for everything. It don't matter. So that's what I learned. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I I feel like I'm getting super serious all over again. No, but... you're fine. Go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this Mine was serious. Self reflective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Breathing is very serious. <laughs> it's a pretty serious offense when it stops happening. Yes. Um, I that is not funny, but I'm just saying, uh, this year was super self reflective for me. I've done, I've been spending probably like the last two years of just doing a lot of like internal work and reflecting on, um, just what I want, who I am, what, what was, what will be, and so on. Um, and this year has definitely showed me, you know. I guess it's, it's shown me my relationships with other people. And, um, I think that my biggest thing this year is that everything is cyclical. Everything is, is a cycle. Seasons are a cycle, right? Everything comes and goes. Um, and I've learned 
to be detached this year. And that's it, not on some like, you know, social media philosophy shit, like, oh, be attached to nothing and have no expectations. Not like that. <laughs> yeah, expectations it's, can be premeditated um, resentments, yes. <laughs> right. Mine is more so that like, um, I, I'm just not attached to things that are no longer serving me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I welcome and I appreciate all things that are there for me. And it's okay if that, that season has ended and it's time to move on. Um, and I think that year that that's what this year has really been for me is, um, you know, I'm not, I'm just not super attached to things. I care about things and I'm compassionate and I want what is for me, but I'm not holding on to whatever is not for me. Um, that's important. And yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm open and, um, I love yoga. Um, and one of the, (laughs) shut up. (laughs) One of the, um, like mantras that we have, um, in yoga is that everything is temporary. And that's probably like become my like favorite life mantra just for myself that everything is temporary. Um, the pain that we experience, the sadness that we experience hurt this year, that presidency, all of that, everything is temporary. Even joy though is temporary. Yeah. And you know, it's important to just um live in the moment. Express our gratitude, appreciate the moments that we have, and even in the things that are not so um ideal or not so happy, there's still blessings and lessons in those things. And those things are temporary, but we can still appreciate them. And there still is something for us to gain. Lessons and um, suggestions like the RBI whether policy. whether it be joy or trouble, it won't last always. I love that. Amen. Come on, put it on a tattoo. <laughs> put it on a tattoo. Can, can so, I ask you a yeah. quick question, though, Leah? Like, was that something that throughout the year you kind of gained perspective on, or was it like, oh, like you just caught it one day? Like, you just, or was it like slowly but surely did that happen over the year? Um, I think that, that all revelations come through, and maybe not all, but I, I think at least for me, um, most of the times when I like, something is revealed to me or I have a deeper understanding on something, it's been a lesson over time and now I'm understanding it. So there's a saying that, Mm. you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Come on. And, you know, there's, (laughs) I think there's times where, I think if all of us, if we look back in our lives, we'll see that there was little gems here or whatever, and maybe we weren't quite ready to receive at that time. And then you know, there comes a time when you're ready, you're mature, you're whatever, and you can fully understand. And um, I think the things that like have become real to me this year and the things that I've had more understanding of this year, it wasn't just out of nowhere. I think it's been over the years I've been getting these little things, but I wasn't quite ready. And this year I was ready. Yeah, I think those things really do stack up as you go on and as you mature. Um, For me, something similar was that I found that shit, I may not serve a full role in everybody's life. Like I thought I would, like you think you have friends who are going to be like your day one day, oh, for sure. 1000, yeah. whatever to the end of time friends. But it's like, no, it has nothing to do with the actual friendship. It's just what you provide to this friendship. You've already given, you don't have anything else. You got to move on to, you have to continue to mature. They have to continue to mature. Not everybody's tree sprouts the same way. You guys have to branch Absolutely. off in a yeah. different direction. So that's just something that happens in life. But it's, it's really good to reflect and uh, acknowledge that these things are happening and know that it's not about you. Yeah. And I mean, some, again, everything is temporary, even our relationships sometimes. Not, I think we kind of romanticize and fall in love with this idea of forever and what is forever. I mean, we, some things are not meant to be forever I hate that your I joy have a song is not everything. A... I was going to sing Lil Mo forever. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. Um but you know it's, it's okay for relationships to to change. That doesn't necessarily mean that they have to end. Maybe they change. Yes, you're not always going to be every you're let me rephrase this. You're never going to be everything for any one person. And likewise, no one person is ever going to be everything for you. Facts. You know, we have relationships with many people, to, you know, to fill 
certain things that we need and all of that is okay call me a hoe, all of that is great say it again you calling me a hoe <laughs> I, I think I think there's to, no judgment here, baby. <laughs> no judgments. Come on. I think to both your points and like not to get too deep, but I think I didn't even want to bring this up, but I think something I needed to learn this year too is that I'm gonna disappoint people, whether whether it be family or friends or whoever it may be, and that's okay. It is you okay. Can't, yeah. You can't be everything to like D, you were saying kind of what you were saying too. Like you can't be everything to everybody and me. If you really know me and the people really know me, know that I don't do well with disappointing people and letting people down, but sure. to a detriment at my own self-love and my own self-worth. You know what I'm saying? So I had to learn this year that Trey has to come first if everybody else is going to coexist Word. in my world. Right. Word. So, Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, when you hit that, uh, when you hit that lesson, things just get, I'm not going to say everything gets a lot things easier. Things just but flow. They, they do. Align. Right. <laughs> it's, very, it's like, yeah, all right, sure. me first, bitches. Let's go. You got to put your mask on first before you help anybody else with theirs. You know, but also to that, um, I lost the thought. It's all right. It's all good. Well, I mean, this actually rolls into the next question, which is uh, what's one thing this pandemic has taught you about society? And I think you guys actually may have touched on that with your answers just now about. Sure. Yeah. Well, mine, um, on a less serious note, I guess, <laughs> I think I'm bringing the <laughs> lightness to the show today. Uh, so on my answer, I put that um, the one thing this pandemic has taught me about society is that y'all motherfuckers don't know how to wash our hands, okay? <laughs> there is still people. I can't tell you the number of times I've seen dudes running the water and just looking around to barely just put their hands up in there to get wet, only to pull their mask up just below their nose and carry on about their day. What is going on? Why is it so hard? <laughs> I just don't understand. <laughs> I, um, I don't know. What did I learn about society this year? I think I'm... I, I'm not going to lie. I think I was kind of shocked. Not, I mean, you know, as, as black people, we know that, you know, things exist. <laughs> we know that racism exists. We know that there, we've always known that there was Karens. We've always known these things, but I think I was, um, I think I was a little taken aback by like how just bold ignorant people are. Super like, bold. Like they got a battery in their back over the last four and, years. I mean, maybe, and that was surprising. Yeah. That's probably why those shocked. fucking lifted trucks were so high. They got so much stuff and they got so many batteries <laughs> under there. I was shocked. I mean, and again, we, you know, living in California, living particularly in like Northern California. Well, no, it's just California because LA got it too. Mm. Um, you know, I think we're a bit jaded. We were very diverse. We're very you know, we tend to lean more right and more liberal. Um, we think that, but that uh, election day 2020 taught me that there I are mean, left. More... We tend to go left. <laughs> yeah, no, we think that, but election day 2020, like, really showed me that, oh, you guys do exist. Like, you guys were on almost every freeway overpass as I was driving into Folsom. They got American flags everywhere, which... The American flag was so weaponized over these last four years. I just couldn't believe it. For but, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's a lot more prevalent than we had thought. We always like to live in our own bubbles. But when, when you look at images like the lifted trucks chasing down Kamala and Joe's bus in Texas, it's like, oh, shit's really like shit's realer than we thought. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think like that's kind of what I not learned because I've always known it was there, but I think I was just a little surprised to see how bold people got, particularly in this year. Right. Like, whoa. Right. I <laughs> I'm, like a, I'm a little, I mean, again, I, I'm not like, again, we know that it's there. It's just, it, people got extra bold. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, I mean, also though, the overuse of like the word toxic got to me this year. <laughs> like a society I know, I know we need to, as a society we need to leave some words alone toxic <laughs> is one of them we can leave that in 2020 how do you feel about change the narrative change the narrative i feel um, like if i feel like that word or that phrase only gets overused if you listen to sports and uh sports radio a lot but in other words it's it's fine for now, but if you listen to sports radio, I think that's something that a lot of sports fans want to uh, to shy away from. <laughs> I think I'm just 
we we yeah i'm tired of hearing certain phrases <laughs> just like we need to leave some of these things in 2020 let's come up with new words and phrases i think as far as t- uh, toxic goes though learn the true definition <laughs> uh, right not everything is toxic like chill like what is your definition right so I, there's a few people i follow on instagram who everything is toxic to them and i'm like maybe it's just not for you it ain't necessarily toxic it's not all bad it's just not for you it's not for you baby all right well that's enough <laughs> of the negative talk um let's talk about some stuff that we were looking did i bring it down with no, no, no 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 <laughs> <laughs> No, you weren't negative at all, but it's just like this year. I mean, how could you not shy away from, or how how could you not lean into the negative in a year that like we've had in 2020? So I get it. But what are some things you guys are looking forward to in the new year? I'm honestly going into 2021 with no expectations, (laughs) but, um, I would, I would say for me, what I'm looking forward to is, um, I really want to try to be a better brother and a better son. I feel like I'm I'm not very good. At, I'm a great friend. I'm an amazing friend, but I think I could be a better brother and better son. So I'm really going to try to tap into like those relationships with my siblings and that in a serious relationship with with my pop. Um, so yeah, that's important. That's nice. Yeah, that's dope. I think you two know, but me and my bio, me and my biological father, the man who raised me. I known him my whole life, but my biological father, I met him when I was 19. You know what I mean? So I definitely want to really just tap into being a better son and just tap into, you know, just that tap, aspect. Tap, and my yeah. siblings, you know, I don't, you know, my siblings are kind of all over the place. So I, I definitely want to like reach out and really build those relationships and, you know, be that uncle because they all got kids. You know what I mean? So, oh, Uncle Let's Trey go. Day, come on. <laughs> That's dope. Um, I I have um, I have changes that are coming and um, things that are already in play, and so I think I'm just looking forward to you know the potential blessings that are coming from that. Um, I don't have like any major expectations. I don't think 2021 is going to be like the year that you know changed everything i don't think that necessarily i do think though that we can um you know kind of influence our realities and i've um i've learned to do that this year and i've learned to just stop being afraid to take the steps to just change my reality um and yeah i'm looking forward hopefully in like a month or two i'll be having some more to talk about on that. Oh, <laughs> come on! I'm 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 stupid interested now. <laughs> That's what's up. All right. Well, for me, uh, things that I'm looking forward to in the new year, um, I guess are pretty easy. Uh, one is seeing the show grow, uh, seeing the audience grow, and discover what part we may play in influencing someone's day or decisions that they may be struggling with right because yes. mm-hmm. for a couple of years like uh, you guys know but for a couple of years i went dark from the world like literally nobody had seen me i feel like nobody because of social media when people go dark from the world nobody realizes that they haven't seen you for years because they right. see you like texting online or whatever so it's like he, he exists he's good but i went dark from the world i quit like my suit and tie management gig and drove for uber and lyft and i just i couldn't I didn't have the mental or emotional capacity to deal with like office politics or teaching employees how to be less shitty people or any of that fun stuff. (laughs) All I did was drive and think and take care of my grandparents and listen to podcasts. And some of those podcasts that got me through were like the brilliant idiots, lip service, the read flagrant Two, black with no cream, the jump, so on and so forth. And one thing they all had in common was the fact that they all made me feel like I was a part of the conversation without making me feel like I needed to add in my two cents, which allowed me to soak up game, but recharge my battery at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think we all need to recharge our batteries. And I want this show to be that vessel to provide that power that you need when you need it, if you need it, wherever you need it, whatever. But that's what I'm looking forward to is influencing yeah. someone's day yeah. and sponsors. So shout out to pod mini. You already like inspired and influenced my day. You're all the joy. Some days. <laughs> Some days. 
I believe and receive that, man, for sure. That's let's go. Word up. All right, <laughs> and last but not least, everybody's favorite thing. Everybody's favorite thing. New Year's resolutions. Do you guys have any? Um, I think I've already started on my resolutions. I think I I don't necessarily like make a conscious effort to have resolutions. I think it's more so, um, you know, I've I've made it a focus over the last couple of years to tap into my intuitive gifts, and um, that's just what I'm focused on. And you know, um, another word we can leave in 2020 is manifest. <laughs> <laughs> Side note: that show Manifest on ABC, lit. Watch it. Never seen it, but I will. Never even heard of it. <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I am aware of certain gifts that I have and I am, I have been, um, you know, focused on tapping into those more. And, um, I just, I, I feel like I'm in a good place where I'm ready to do more of that. And again, you know, focus on just what I want to come from that. And yes, what I want to manifest. Come on, manifest um, that. <laughs> so, I mean, if, if I had a New Year's resolution, it would be to, for that to just continue to uh, to tap, tap, tap in. Yeah, thank you. you know? Thank you for doing that. Tap inwardly. <laughs> <laughs> you know I was over here on mute, like tap, tap, tap in. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. That's what's up. Uh, so my New Year's resolution is short and sweetie. Get it? Short and sweetie? <laughs> I know that's right. All right. You can't um, make this shit up. No, you really can't. never ever wrong. Never ever. Um, say yes to more. I did not mm-hmm. say yes to everything. I read uh, Shonda Rhimes' Year of Yes. And if you guys haven't read that book, it's a really good read. And let me stop even friend. I listened to that book on Audible because I never canceled my Audible account. And I just keep racking up these motherfucking credits. Listening to books is so legit. <clears throat> it is. It's so great. Books yes. and podcasts. Listen to this one. But yeah, um, <laughs> that book is really, if you're looking for something to kick off your new year and give you the right attitude about bouncing back from a shitty year, the year of yes is what you need. And that's what I'm committing to. Again, not saying yes to everything, but saying yes to more than I would normally and seeing what those adventures uh, kind of unfold to be. So that's mine. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah, I got to. I need to get some of them credits, D. What happened? Why are y'all trying to think? Trey, you need to get your own title account. You need to get your own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all tapped out. You know what I mean? I got HBO Max, Hulu, all this other stuff. Oh, you can get help. rid of it. Well, you can let go of HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> so go and swap that out. I knew, I knew you was going to say that. But if you get Disney Plus, you get Hulu and ESPN. I got, I, I got, I got, I got all, the, I got Disney Plus with Autumn Jones. Nigga. Okay, so yeah, you but you can't get title. So, What's going on? Right. I got, I got Apple and Spotify, baby. So let Spotify go also. Oh, but you title. know what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. While we're pushing title, is Jay Z about the sell title? You know, so I when I when I saw that story, I, I was interested because what was it like back in October, November? He was out in New York with um, Jack from Twitter, CEO or whatever. Um, Come on, first and, name. <laughs> um, he's like Tom from MySpace, right? But oh um, shit, throwback! <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Tom. Right, where is Tom? Does Tom have an Instagram? Uh, I'm don't. sure. I'm sure. He <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's like a fence stuff, but yeah. But um, I thought that that was interesting that they were kicking him. But I also know that you know Jay Z boots and shakes, and so I was like, oh, I'm not surprised. But now it also makes sense that you know Jack might be courting him. So um, come on, court. <laughs> you know, uh, I. I don't know what I think about that move yet. If it is so, I'm all for. So one thing um, I think is really important with business and people starting businesses is you don't have to hold on to everything. Business, sell your business. It's okay. Get your money. Build up something to sell it, get the money and use that to start something else and keep going. Just let it domino. Um, And so, you know, if that's what Jay's doing and, you know, um, He's he's gonna get like a a real bag. I I'm, I say for it. I'm <laughs> Damn, all for a real it. bag. Was he not no, getting I a mean, bag like, before? For real. Yeah. A, a title's not making super money, right? So like, if they can 
really make some money off of title, you know, with the sell. And hopefully, you know, if, if there is a sell and, um, you know, whoever takes over can make it pop and make it big, I think that would be great. And if not, though, I think it's, um, I don't know. I don't know what they could do to make it more. Well, you know, what's crazy is that I follow like a group on Facebook. That's all about title. And I assumed it was Mm going to be one thing where like, when you think about like a Facebook group for title, you think like Jay-Z fans, like hip hop fans, that was like the kind of the forefront of like who was pushing the product when Jay-Z first launched it. But it's a lot of like dudes listening to alternative music uh, who are in like Europe, places like that, and they complain about like the hip hop content kind of taking over the app when they're the main users using the app. And then I think about it, I'm like, man, you got niggas like me and Trey who like go get title, yeah, go get title, go get title, but we don't go get title. So I think part of the sell may be like, yo, you guys already have a user base for it. My user base is just not getting off of what they're on. We tried. This may be better suited over here. So if you guys use title, you will find that like, yes, they feature hell of like alternative um, EDM, like all kinds of stuff that I normally wouldn't listen to. But because it's on there, I'm like, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) And it plays and I'm like, oh, okay, not for me, but it's for someone and it's here. (laughs) It's for someone and it's there and it's dope. Um, And I I actually, I appreciate that they do that. Like it's not totally curated to just me. It's like, it's putting me onto new shit. Right. Yeah. Um, And I'm here for that. Um, But yes, I, I, I agree with you that if they already have like a base and, and if by selling they can um, market to that group even more then by all means do it. Go for it. Like you said, you don't have to hang on to your business forever. Right. Go for it. Trey, what's your New Year's resolution? Um, my New Year's resolution is kind of corny, but it is what it is. And I've already started kind of like Leah, but just be more disciplined. I think that anything you want in life, you definitely have to manifest it for sure. But I think after you manifest it, the next step is to do the work. And I have manifested so many great opportunities in my life, but I have fumbled a bag because I wasn't willing to do the work. And it's kind of funny because speaking back on what we was talking about earlier about, you know, putting yourself first and loving yourself, my lack of discipline is a direct reflection, a, a, a direct reflection of me not loving myself enough or believing in myself enough to go out and take these different things or these different opportunities. You know what I mean? So be more disciplined, yeah. follow through, stick to the plan. Yeah, that's dope. I mean, I could totally feel that. I mean, shit, back to the point about this podcast. This is my third podcast. Uh, the first one was back on, what, like SoundCloud? Oh, shit, I think this may be my fourth one. So I did a lot of start and stopping, and the, the stops came when, like, a safer option came along. Uh, knowing that this is my passion, but knowing that, you know, the additional, the traditional adult route is this, I always went the traditional adult route, so... Yeah, definitely like putting your your second foot out there, not just towing the water, just jumping all the way in is definitely something that uh, that can be commended and should happen in 2020. So salute to you, brother. That's dope. Word up. Well, do you guys have any other words? This is the last show before 2021. I'm just super proud of you. I am. I'm proud. And like I told you earlier, I mean, I, I want to give you your flowers publicly, but I'm proud and I'm honored. I'm proud of you. I'm honored that you have me on here. And, um, you know, I expect great things. And, you know, this is dope. Like, it's it's legit dope. I it's love it. It's big. It's dope. It's energy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It is. I love our energy. I mean, I've always loved from day one. You right. and I just Click. hit it off. It's like, so, oh, y'all but, fucked up. Right. <laughs> y'all fucked up. But like, I love like when we were talking about just the energy and being ready to like record and do this. I'm like, I legit love talking to you. And um, Trey, same for you. I like talking to you guys. And I look forward to this. I look forward to more of this. Um, Congratulations on the deal. And I'm just excited for this. I'm excited for what's to come. Yeah, this shit is fucking lit. I'm excited. Um, But yeah, man, you know what's even more crazy is that 
like through the pandemic and the beauty of technology, we were able to bring this collective together and we all three of us have never been in the same room together. Like I've been in a room with Trey, I've been in a room with Leah. Leah, you've been in a room with me. We've been to concerts together. Trey, we've been together many times, but you guys have never ever been in the same space in the same city, in the same zip code. And we've got this great energy. And I think that's just so dope. That just speaks to how dope you guys are. So congratulations to you all. Thank you. But um, yeah, man. So if that is that, then I will go ahead and close this out. And we will see you guys at the top of the motherfucking year. Make sure you stay safe. And I'll say it on Trey's behalf. Stay black. Be back and stay black. See, I can't say it like Trey. So (laughs) I'm not even going to attempt to do that. But y'all know what Trey says. Y'all know what I say. Y'all know what Lee is about. And y'all know where to find us. So subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Subscribe. See, I'm drunk. I may be, this is, this is the New Year's episode for real. I'm drunk. Subscribe. Subscribe, share. subscribe, subscribe. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's Leah's fucking Filipino side coming right out. I can't even say it. Right. But uh, make sure you guys keep sharing the show. It's really, really dope. I, what I really love is the work that goes on behind the scenes that nobody sees. But when I see like these slight changes, like the album artwork change, just blasted all over the internet and you guys really pushing that shit. It really, it really feels great. So continue to share, continue to listen, continue to push it because baby, we're only going up from here and we love it and we love you and we out. So peace out guys. Later.